reseller enthusiasts. How are you doing today? I'm your host, Shana, and welcome to my podcast, The Blushing Hanger, a reselling podcast, where each week I'll be sharing my experience being a reseller on Poshmark, and I'll be sharing my best tips and tricks and top seller secrets for how to run a successful Poshmark closet or be a reseller in general. So if you're new here, welcome. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. I hope you will consider following my podcast where you can learn all sorts of things about reselling and Poshmark. So today's episode is going to be about sourcing inventory for Poshmark or reselling in general. So I wanted to share some insights that I have learned over the past few years of reselling on Poshmark. And I know picking up the right things when you're out thrifting and sourcing can be pretty tricky. So I'm hoping these 10 tips will help you if you're new to sourcing or if you're having a hard time deciding what to buy when you're out at the thrift stores. So hopefully you find this episode helpful. So without further ado, let's get into it. So my first tip is to learn your brands. So this is very important. Learn the brands. So you need to take time to watch lots of YouTube videos and maybe go through Instagram accounts of other resellers and you can find out what they're sourcing and the information they're sharing with pictures of the brand tags, which is super helpful. So if you're watching their videos, they're so generously and nicely showing pictures of the tags that you're going to find while you're outsourcing. And so hopefully if you have a good photographic memory, like I do, um, you'll see their brand tags that they're showing and you will be able to remember those. So when you're out thrifting, let's say the following day or the next week, you can be like, oh my gosh, I remember so-and-so showing this brand, brand tag. This is an expensive brand. I need to pick this up. Like, super helpful, saves you time, so it's super good to know your brands. And with that, just brand tags in general, ones that look expensive are probably 99% a great brand to pick up. So like for example, if you go to Google and you search or look up like anthropology brand tags, you can go to the images there and you'll see like a lot of the brands that are sold at Anthropology have these beautiful, like ornate, oversized tags that are like embroidered or have like sparkle, you know, kind of glittery embroidery or whatever. Just the lettering looks nice. It's clean. It's not a paper tag. It's a cloth tag. Like you can tell the difference between like a high end brand tag and a tag that you're going to find at, let's say, like. I don't know, like at a TJ Maxx or something. So just familiar, familiarize yourself with brand tags and the different types. Um, and I am going to share a few brands here below that are newer to me. Um, so don't judge me. <laughs> I probably have been living under a rock, um, just so you know. Uh, these brands are really great brands, high-end brands. If you find these out in the thrift store, definitely pick them up as long as they're not damaged or anything's wrong with them. But uh, these are some great brands to learn. Look up the brand tags just to know. So when you're outsourcing, you can be like, yep, this is one I got to pick up. It's a must. So 
Before I give you the brands, I just want to say I learned these brand tags mostly from some amazing resellers that have YouTube channels and Instagrams, and I want to give a shout out to them. I doubt they will or are listening to my podcast, but just I want to give them credit and throw out their names so you guys can go and follow them as well because they're awesome and so helpful and so nice and just overall great. So the YouTubers that I follow are Mogi Beth and Rebecca Allison and McThriftsy and Lindsay Nicole and Hustle at Home Mom. They're all awesome and those are the main YouTubers that I watch like on a weekly basis um, just to get inspiration from, to learn new things from, to get um, exposure to new brands that they're finding and selling. They just, they always have really great content and they're so the brands that are newer to me that I learned about recently in 2023, again, don't judge me, are a Goldie, which is like a denim mostly company, uh, Aviator Nation, Jenny Kane, Everlane, J. Jill, a bunch of anthropology brands, like too many to name, but I'll get into those maybe in another episode. Uh, Reformation for Love and Lemons and House of CB London, which are like gowns and dresses, very expensive. That I luckily found one of their dresses in my thrift store a few weeks ago for $7 and it just sold for $175. So definitely look out for House of CB London, beautiful dresses. So those are the brands, so make sure you know your brands. So then my second tip is gonna be brands are not everything and I know I'm contradicting myself here but hear me out so some brands that you find out thrifting maybe an older style or an oversaturated uh, item on the reselling market so you still have to be careful and make sure you're taking time to look the item up even if it is a good brand you want to check recent comp sales and listings that are available now so you don't pick it pick up something that's just going to sit even if it is a great brand it just might be a piece that's too old or it's just completely out of style so you just you've got to be careful sometimes so um a thing to note some brands have the year that the item was made on the interior like fabric content tag sometimes it'll be like spring 2020 or something like that so then you know it's you know it's only a few years old whereas sometimes you can see a brand tag and it says oh it's from 2015 so you kind of want to watch out for that obviously the newer things are going to be better and more desirable um you also if you find an item out there that is a good brand you want to look at the item and ask yourself if this is something that you would want to put in your Poshmark closet is this something that's still in style and would you wear it or buy it like that should come into play a little bit too because that would fall in line with if somebody else is going to be wanting it or searching for it um but then again on the other hand there are some brands or a handful that you still might want to pick up some of the older styles like maybe items from like the y2k times like the early 2000s like vintage juicy couture vintage hollister abercrombie and fitch some of those older styles those are highly sought after on the reselling markets like Poshmark and Depop and all those things so sometimes if you find something that looks cool and maybe you're around 
the age uh, I am, like I'm in my late 30s, so I was in high school during the 2000s, so I can kind of see stuff when I'm out thrifting and know, oh, this is something I wore when I was in high school, so it's considered Y2K now and popular as a vintage item, which is really funny to think about, but it's true, so that's kind of helpful for me. I can kind of know um, what people are looking for, so um, let's see. And also, like, when I first started sourcing back, like, probably, like, five-ish years ago and I really got into sourcing, um, I would pick up everything that I found when I was out thrifting in certain brands, regardless of the style, the condition, the wear and tear. I know I've said it before, but I would get blinded by the brand. Like, this is my, my motto. Make sure you don't get blinded by the brand. So don't make the same mistake. Uh, just make sure you're you're checking comps, checking the condition of the item, and all of that. So, because I know I still have items sitting in my Poshmark closet, probably from 2017, 2018, that I sourced back then, just because it was a brand that I thought was a good brand, and it has not sold, and it's just chilling in my closet still. So, um, I definitely made some bad buys and bad choices at the beginning of my reselling career. So the number three is gonna be to make sure you look up comps while you're in the store going through the items you wanna buy. So looking up comps in the store. So I was and am continually watching tons of YouTube videos trying to learn new brands always and learning what the tags look like so that I can have that in my brain so I'm able to quickly identify which items are good or not when I'm in the thrift store like going through all the items on the racks um, because sometimes I would get confused and not be sure of the tags and be like oh is this really an anthropology brand or does this item just have a, a really cool brand tag and I'm just getting confused um, or I can mention my, my all-time favorite or worst goof-up that I had where I was so excited that I found a brand tag that I thought was an expensive brand and I just grabbed it, didn't really pay attention, thought I knew what it was. It was not what I thought it was. So I picked up a red Everly blouse, so Ever-L-Y blouse, thinking that it was an Everlane blouse as I just recently learned about Everlane I don't know what I was thinking Everlane is more of like a sweater and jeans and shoes it's not like a flowy blouse type company anyway but I just immediately saw the Ever in the tag and thought it was Everlane but it was really Everly um, and that red Everly blouse is still sitting in my closet so if anybody's looking for a nice little flowy tank top like sleeveless red blouse Go ahead and look up Everly in my closet and you can make me any offer I will take it <laughs> so yeah just watch out for that sometimes the tags can look very similar or if you're going too fast you pick up one you think it's some one brand but then you get home and you're like oh my god that's not the brand I thought it was so that's that and I mean there are so many brands out there you're not ever going to possibly know all of them but just try to continue to educate yourself and watch videos and learn new brands as often as you can just to help you. So 
Another part of that would be to make sure you give yourself ample time when you're out doing your sourcing thrifting trips. I would say at least two to three hours minimum should be what you give yourself so that way you're not rushing while you're there. You know, this will give you time to stop and, you know, like add all the things to your cart and then like go to the corner of the store and then take all those pieces one by one and go through them like with a fine tooth comb, make sure there's no damage or wear and tear. And then at that point, look up the brands and the, you know, comps in Poshmark or Google so that you make sure it's something that is selling and is sought after. So it won't just sit in your closet. You just wanna make sure it's worth your time and money to get that item. So if you find something while you're outsourcing, you're unsure of it, just take the time to stop look it up on Poshmark you can quickly just go to the search box within Poshmark and do a search and like for example I would do like put like free people floral blue blouse and then the category should be women and then the subcategory tops and then make sure it's all sizes and then available all so you can see the available items and the sold items and you can search through that and maybe you'll find the top that you're holding and then you can see if it's sold for $50 or if it's sold for $10, you know? So it's an easy way to kind of look something up quickly while you're in the store so that you know if you should or should not buy it. Because most places you go, they're not gonna let you return stuff. So that is that lookup comps in the store. Okay, and then the next tip, number four, is gonna be to know how much to pay when you're outsourcing and thrifting. So this really does take time and practice to figure it out, but don't be afraid of some trial and error, but also don't spend too much money. I think the most I've paid and like paid up for one item was like $28, which is a lot for me. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later here. Um, but you just wanna make sure that you're factoring in the Poshmark fees. Like as you know, Poshmark takes 20% of each of your sales or $2.95 on your sales that are $15 or under. So that's gonna be taken from your posh, um, taken from your profit in your Poshmark sales. So you also wanna factor in your time for each piece that you're picking up and how much you're paying for it. Like your time is gonna be sourcing the item, um, then like maybe cleaning the item, steaming it, drying it. Um, listing it, taking pictures, sharing, sending offers. So like all, you, you're gonna spend a lot of time on each item. So you just wanna make sure when you're buying stuff that it's gonna be something that you want to spend your time doing that with. So, so it's definitely not worth it if you're only gonna profit like a few dollars. I recently have tried to make it a goal of mine to not pick up anything while I'm sourcing unless I know that I can like at least triple my money, sometimes quadruple it, um, or, or make like at least $50. Like those are kind of my boundaries. So like if I pick up a shirt for $2, I want to at least make $10 on it at minimum. Otherwise it's like, I don't need to pick that up. Why I don't need to make $8. You know what I mean? Like you just want to make sure you're going to be making money. So definitely don't overpay even if the item is amazing you won't 
be sure you like you want to be sure that you're picking up items that you're going to be guaranteed to make a profit on and you don't want to just make your money back obviously so just just don't overpay even if it's like this amazing dress and it's a designer but it's a hundred dollars like just eh. it's just i don't think it's worth it that's just my opinion though um and you also want to watch out for thrift stores or sourcing places that mark up um way too high for like well-known brands so like i live in southern california so obviously there's a big majority of people who are you know wealthy and rich and they're buying name brand items so a lot of my thrift stores around here like in my close vicinity they're aware of most of the well-known expensive brands so those brands usually are marked up they're not going to be two or four dollars they're marked up to like ten fifteen dollars so i usually don't get to pick up that stuff because i won't pay that much for it so just just watch out for that and then try to find stores that you want to find sourcing stores that have items priced under ten dollars like places that have fixed prices for clothing categories or you go to the bins like the goodwill outlet bins and pay per pound for clothing so I personally try not to pay more than $8 for each item and usually my majority of items that I pick up are between two and four per two and four dollars so I'd say that's like 80 ish percent of my inventory I paid two to four dollars or less some of the stuff I get for free some of the stuff I get for a dollar but like four dollars is probably the happy medium but two usually is what I spend um, occasionally like I said earlier I will pay up for certain like luxury items like for example I said the most I paid up for an item was $28 and that was for this gorgeous dress I picked up um, when I was in LA it was a for love and lemons dress that was beautiful and I looked up the comps and no one else had it on Poshmark or anywhere but I could see it had sold and it sold for a lot when it was available so I was gonna be the only one who had it um, so I paid $28 for it and I had it listed for a while and I had so much like like so many people into it and liking it and it finally sold and I think I want to say I sold it for like $110 um, so I made a great profit so sometimes it's okay to pay up but you just really have to do your research and make sure you're gonna make a good profit um so you want to make sure yeah you know what you're paying so that way when you get offers from potential buyers you know like roughly what your cost of goods was and then you can factor that in to deciding if you're going to accept their offer or not you know so that's always something to keep in mind so speaking of cost of goods or cog which is the acronym my next tip is number five, and that is to lower your cost of goods. So lower your COG. So like I mentioned, my cost of goods is usually between two and four dollars or under. And I was able to do this, or I'm able to do this because I did a ton of research and went out to all my local thrift stores and I found the one or two that I now, like, majority, like, most of the time only go to because they have set prices for each category so the place that I go to it has all the tank tops are two dollars the t-shirts are three dollars all the blouses are four dollars dresses are eight dollars jeans are nine dollars sweaters and jackets are nine to twelve dollars so regardless of the brand 
regardless if it's new with tags, it's $2, $3, $4, $8, $9. So those are great prices as is. But then on top of that, this store has color tag sales. So each week is a certain color. And then every item that has that color tag on it is 50% off. So they change the tags, I believe on Sunday. So I try to go Sunday or Monday and go through this, this whole store if I can, or go through whatever areas I'm looking for in the store, like dresses or tank tops. And I go through and try and find as many items as I can that are that color so I can get the 50% off. So I'll end up paying like a dollar for tank tops, $2 for shirts, $2 for blouses, $4 for dresses, $5 for jeans and so on. So I'll get everything at 50% off. So try to find a store like that in your area. Um, and usually smaller thrift stores or like family owned or church ran places are better than the big thrift stores like Goodwill and so on. Um, I rarely go to my Goodwill. It's very marked up, very overpriced, but occasionally I will because we do have the color tags at that place as well. So they'll have the 50% off occasionally. But like I said, I rarely go. Um, I would suggest going to the Goodwill outlet or the bins where you're gonna pay per pound. I believe it's around $2 a pound um, where the closest one by me is. I have not gone yet, but I have wanted to for so long. I'm just a little bit intimidated and I'm going to go. Um, I don't know, I just, I have to go during the week and I'd have to take off like work from my normal job and I'm a little bit like scared. <laughs> to go by myself just not knowing everything so i do have a couple of friends who have offered to go with me so i'm just trying to plan that um, and then once i do go i'm going to be doing a whole episode about my first experience at the goodwill bins which i'm really excited about i'm hoping it'll be a positive experience so um so yeah and then the last tip for the um lowering your cost of goods is to make sure that you check out garage sales yard sales estate sales um, in your area on the weekend. So if you're home on a Saturday or Sunday, not doing anything in the morning, like head out around six or seven in the morning and go drive around, see if there's any garage sales in your area. Usually clothing is like under $5. Like I went to a garage sale in my neighborhood the other day, I was out walking and I saw one. I'm like, ooh, cool, I don't have any money on me, but I'm gonna see what they have. And they had a bunch of like torrid um, plus size shirts and jeans. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how much are you asking? Oh, a dollar a dollar so I picked up like a handful of things went back to my house got money in the bottom so you just never know so yeah garage sales don't forget to to go to those okay number six tip is going to be always check for damage or flaws on the items that you're sourcing and trying to pick up so you need to check and recheck for damage on all the items I cannot stress this enough it's the worst when you get home with all your items, you're going through them, cutting off all the little tags, and then you find a hole or a stain or a rip, and then you're like, oh, now I have to either try and fix that or wash that or stain treat it or sew it. Like, oh, it's just such a, bleh. like, just you hate finding that. Um, and then if you're not able to fix it, you obviously can't return it. So if it's a nice enough item, you just have to make sure you notate the damage when you're listing it in Poshmark, meaning, you know, you're going to have to lower your price because it's a damaged item. It's just, bleh, just kind of the worst. So 
I've definitely gotten much better at making sure I check the items like really thoroughly before I actually purchase them so I can avoid this. And like on rare occasions, I will pick up something that has like a little hole if it's along the seam of like a shirt or a dress that I know I can just sew. I've done that a handful of times. I've never had an issue and it always looks perfect. So if it's along a seam and you're able to sew, and it's worth it to you to take the five minutes to sew it when you get home and then list it, then I'd say do it. So I occasionally do it. Um, also the lighting in most of the thrift stores can be pretty bad, so you might miss the stains. So just really double, triple check those. And also check all the zippers, make sure they work up and down and check all the buttons, If make sure they're all there. And if it is missing a button, you can always check um, on the inside where like the fabric contact, oh my goodness, the fabric content tag is. And sometimes they'll have the extra button, you know, sewn there. So that's always good to have if it is missing a button and you can fix that. Um, so I usually throw all the items in my cart as I'm going through. And then I'll go to the side of the store when I'm getting ready to check out and go through everything all at once usually. And then if there's stuff with stains or rips and I don't wanna deal with it, I'll just put them back and then buy everything else. So I don't know, just sometimes you think you're gonna repair or clean things, but chances are when you get home and go through everything, you put all that stuff in a pile that needs to get fixed, whether it's like, waiting for like sweater shaving or stain treatment or shoe cleaning. Like, ugh, like I always dread doing that, but I know I do pick up some stuff sometimes, but right now I do have a pile of shoes that need to be cleaned. And obviously it's not top of my list. It's been sitting there for two weeks. So I don't know, maybe if it's like a really high dollar, like item that's gonna give you a really good profit, yeah, but uh, I don't know. So that's nifty. So that one's gonna be up to you, but just make sure you always check for damage or flaws and know if you want to buy that and fix that or you don't wanna deal with it, so you put it back and don't buy it. So moving on, number seven is gonna be buy things that you like and you're gonna be excited to list. So think about the item when you're looking at it and thinking, is this something you actually want to list? If not, it's probably just gonna get added to your death pile. So if you don't really like the item or you're not excited about it, you're probably not gonna wanna take the time to like prep it, steam it, photograph it, list it, share it, all that. So I don't know. So it's just make sure like things that you're gonna be buying is something that you're like, oh, this is such a good brand. I'm so excited. People are gonna love it. Not like, oh, this is an okay tank top. It's an okay brand. I'm sure it might sell eventually. So just always keep that in mind. You wanna buy things that you like and that you're excited because obviously part of being successful on Poshmark is like sharing and you're gonna have to share the items every day. So if you don't love it and you're not excited to share it and like promote it, then I would pass on it. So moving on, number eight is gonna be asking friends and family for their unwanted items. So this one is hard for me because I'm very like shy and like introverted and it would it's hard for me to like ask people for that, but I don't know, it can be, sort of hard or you might be embarrassed, but really you're gonna be surprised at how most people are gonna react to this. You think they might react negatively, but I would say most people are gonna be happy to pass on their unwanted items to you 
and to help you in your reselling business. Like, I don't know, if, if you ask and they're willing to give it to you, always take it. Who cares what it is? Go through it. Maybe there'll be two or three things in a bag full of 50, but those two or three things are free. So you should take it and then you just go and donate the other items that you know won't make a large profit or too damaged to list or are no longer in style or whatever, but it's free inventory. So it's all profit. So it's really a no brainer. If somebody's gonna give you free inventory, just take it and then take the time to go through it and list what you want and donate what you don't. So people are always cleaning out their closets. You never know, like your friends and family may have bags of unwanted items sitting right now in the trunk of their car or by their front door that they're just putting off, taking to their local thrift store donation center, but they haven't gotten around to it yet. So like if you ask them if they have any stuff that they're trying to get rid of, they might be like, oh my gosh, yes, please take this stuff. It's been sitting here for two months, you know? So you never know. Um, just be open, open and willing to accept the free inventory. I just, I can't stress that enough. It's, it's free, free inventory, profit. We love it. So, okay. Number nine is going to be list everything you have before buying or sourcing more inventory. Okay. This is something I'm very bad at and I know a lot of other resellers are too. Um, so if you currently have a large death pile, which if you don't know what a death pile is, it's the numerous bags of items that you're currently waiting for you to photograph and list. Um, so if you have a death pile, just a bunch of items that you need to get up on Poshmark, but you haven't yet, then please don't source until that pile is, is no longer there and everything's been listed or donated. Um, I am currently dealing with this right now. I have three large trash bags full of inventory that I need to photograph and list. And I wanna give a shout out to my friend, Michelle, who runs uh, my Chaotic Closet podcast um, for hooking me up with some of her death pile stuff or just her over, I don't know, her extra inventory because she's got so much, man. So, so she's awesome. Thank you, Michelle. And um, yeah, I've made a deal with myself that I am not gonna be going out and sourcing anything else until I've gone through and listed those three trash bags full of stuff that I have right now in my death pile. So you guys need to hold me to that. I am not going to thrift stores, not going anywhere until this pile is listed. So I know it's hard not to go out uh, thrifting and sourcing because like, if you think like I do, which is, I feel like I'm missing out on like possibly good items. And if I don't go to get them, somebody else is gonna get them. But at thrift stores, it's always changing and you never know. Um, but when you have that huge death pile just sitting there, you're sitting on money, your death pile. So you have to take a break from sourcing and focus on listing your death pile. So just keep your head down, go through it all, photograph it all, list it all, and then no more death pile and then you can go out and begin sourcing again so just make sure you list everything you have before you source more inventory all right and so this is going to bring me to my last tip number 10 which is go sourcing with a plan so when you're going out 
to go thrifting, make sure you have a plan in mind. And what I mean by that is focus on maybe one section or type of clothing at a time and be selective with what areas you look through when you're at your thrift store. So decide what you need, like right now in your Poshmark closet, like what is the best selling category for you? Like what do you sell the most of in your closet? You can go through your sold items and kind of gauge if it's shirts or dresses or shoes or swimwear, men's clothes. Um, for me right now, it's summer, July 2023. So my best selling categories are going to be dresses and like women's tops and blouses and plus size items. So I'll go through my closet before I plan a sourcing trip and I'll see like what my current inventory looks like in those categories. And so whatever I'm low on, I'll try to focus on that category to replenish my inventory in my Poshmark closet. So I make sure that I have, you know, enough of that type of item since that's my best selling category that I want to make sure I have it there so that it's available to purchase. So, so yeah, that's a good, good tip. So for example, dresses, um, you're gonna only sort, if you're looking for dresses, you would go to your thrift store with sourcing only dresses in mind. So you can take your time and go through all of the dresses and like really just not even focus on anything else. That way you can go like slow and really like take the time to go through each item on the rack instead of just kind of like going quickly down the aisle and like hoping that you spot like a good fabric or a, a nice pattern. Um, so yeah, so those were my 10 tips on sourcing inventory for Poshmark or reselling. Um, I hope that you guys found these tips helpful and I thank you so much for listening and being here today. So I hope you'll considering, or I hope you'll consider following my podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Um, and I believe as of today, I am, or the podcast is now on Apple podcasts and Amazon uh, music as well. So yeah, so yay. So hopefully you'll consider following and I will be putting together another episode and um, publishing it next week. So thank you again for being here and listening. I hope you have a great day. All right. Bye.